Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. We'll see. Yes, sir. What would you say, Uncle Rogero? You told her, you got it from me. I say, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's always questionable. It is always questionable. Uncle I Roman. said I was going to leave you alone and then I lied. So I <laughs> it's, it's, look, it's always questionable. I may say, I got it. I got it. It may come out a little flip flop and turned upside down, but I got it. <laughs> well, this morning, um, I'm going to do two things this morning. I'm going to do two things I've never done before. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is we had a special request. So I'm actually going to do a meditation this morning. I know Grace is happy because she's been asking me forever. <laughs> you could thank Prophet, Grace. You could thank Prophet. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm actually going to introduce Always Becoming to everybody. Um, yeah. So y'all bear with me. I'm nervous about both because I've never done a live meditation, first off. Secondly, I've never introduced. Y'all know how I introduce stuff. I can introduce stuff for Antonio. I can't introduce nothing for myself. 
and I look like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I'm I'm excited because it's me. Like I'm actually going to introduce me to y'all. Like my journey, all that wonderful beautifulness. But we're gonna start off with a meditation. So if you are able to, I know not all of y'all are able to. I know some are driving. Some are at work, um, but if you are able to um, get to a comfortable, quiet space, if you're able to, or wherever, get somewhere where you can immerse yourself in the journey without any distractions. And again, oh, also, I will record this and put it up on YouTube so that if you are not able to fully immerse yourself, no worries. I got you. It will be up on YouTube. Give me until the end of the week. Um, My brand officially launches August 31st. My mom's birthday. I haven't told her yet, which is also full moon. Um, So it's the official launch of everything. So if you give me until then, you'll have multiple meditations up there for you guys. Okay, so here we go. Um, Find yourself a comfortable in quiet space where you can immerse yourself in this journey without any distractions. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in, slowly letting it out. With each breath, feel yourself becoming more present in this moment, letting go of any worries or concerns from the outside world. Now, imagine yourself standing at the edge of a vast and serene forest. The trees stand tall, their leaves gently rustling in the breeze. As you step forward into the forest, you become aware of the constant motion around you. The leaves falling, the birds singing, the streams flowing. This forest is a reflection of the perpetual nature of life, just like the journey of becoming. As you continue walking, notice the path beneath your feet. It's as if each step you take is a reminder that you are always in motion, always evolving. Embrace this truth that you are in a state of becoming even in this very moment. Now, let us focus on your breath. Inhale deeply, feeling the energy of life fill your lungs and exhale, releasing any tension or negativity. With each breath, imagine yourself shedding old layers, just as the trees shed their leaves. You are making space for new growth, new possibilities. So inhale deeply, and then exhale. As you breathe, 
Imagine a gentle light surrounding you. This light represents the wisdom and insights that come from embracing your vulnerability and facing your truths. It's a light that guides you toward self-discovery and inner peace. Feel this light expanding within you, illuminating even the darkest corners of your mind and heart. Visualize yourself connecting with the higher power, whether you call it God, the universe, or something else entirely. This connection serves as a guiding star helping you align your thoughts, emotions, and desires with your true purpose. As you stand in this divine presence, feel a sense of empowerment and clarity wash over you. In this moment, let go of any judgments or self-doubt, like a forest that embraces all seasons, all weather, and all forms of life, you too can embrace your imperfections and challenges. These are the very things that make you whole. Now, place your hand over your heart. Feel the gentle rhythm of your heartbeat. A rhythm that signifies life itself. With each beat, remind yourself that you are on a journey of becoming. Just as the forest is always growing, you too are always evolving. As we come to the end of this meditation, take a moment to express gratitude for this time of self-discovery and growth. Open your eyes and carry the essence of this journey with you, knowing that you are in a perpetual state of becoming. Embrace your vulnerability, cultivate self-love, and align yourself with the divine. For you hold the power to realize your dreams, find your inner peace, and embody your highest expression. And remember, just as the forest thrives, in its ever-changing beauty, so do you thrive in your continuous journey of becoming. All right, everyone. All right, let's dig in. You just be knowing what I need in the morning. Thank you. Oh, you're <laughs> so good. You knew I needed it today. That was profit. That was, that was, he spoke through profit on this morning. Thanks, Prophet Jay.
Okay. Ooh. How you do something to yourself while you read? Shake it up. Shake it up. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Uncle Romy Rome. <laughs> you know what Uncle Romy Rome was that uncle that when you acted up in church, all he had to do was look at you. You'd be like, dang it, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like I knew I like I knew I pushed it a little too far. <laughs> Got that from my parents. He taught Man. me well. And mama, it be it be the mamas and the grandmothers. They give you, they give you that look, and you know you're gonna get pinched. But when your grandfather or your uncles look at you, it's over. It's like your whole soul just just is destroyed. <laughs> Especially for little for little girls, because you know we 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 get spoiled. You know we we the little girl, but my, my uncle, man, my uncles, you, oh goodness, okay. Well, everyone, I would like to introduce all of you to Always Becoming. Always Becoming has been my journey, and it is now officially in a book. There's a total of 46 principles, 46 principles, 46 principles that I've learned along this journey. And the first book shares 11 of them with you, but I just want to share with you where the concept of always becoming came from. Oh, okay. I just had an update on something. I was, okay. <clears throat> so I want to share with you where this concept came from. Raise your hand if you've been on your journey but never quite knew how to tell somebody how to, like the steps you took on your journey. Okay. This is where Always Becoming came from because I can easily have a conversation with you and tell you what I felt, but to put it in words and to just say, this is a step-by-step -step process was hard for me. So I was talking to Antonio and he was like, well, instead of trying to put it into a step-by-step -step process, won't you just say what you learned during the process? I was like, see, that's why you smart. That's why you get the big bucks. Cause you know, I would have never thought of that. I was trying to step one, this is where you start. And then step 10, this is how you end. And oh bars <laughs> and it was just really hard for me to do that it was really hard for me to do that because I'm not a structured person if y'all haven't noticed I'm not a structured person so trying to put things in a structure to break it down to you guys was just not working for me and y'all excuse me I gotta put this hair up it's not working go ahead prophet Or queen, which 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 whoever one raised your hand, go for it. <laughs> She's trying to unmute. <laughs> it ain't working, but there you go. Oh my good grief! What is wrong with this man's phone? Um, sometimes I just wanted to say sometimes it's it's not a um like the journey is is about is a feeling is a feeling journey sometimes. It's um, 
it's not necessarily a, you know what I'm saying? You were talking about you were struggling to find like the, the starting point, but you can, mm-hmm. you can, it's always good to be like, well, this is how I, this is how I felt as you went through the, di- the through the different, um, through the different chapters, because that also really well helps. I mean, because if, if someone knows how you are feeling, then, then it's, I think it's, it's easier to, to place, um, you know, the step, the steps, because it, it's more of a feeling, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Sometimes it's, it's not going to be as black and white as, as certain steps, but all about the feeling, all about how, what you realize about yourself while you're going through the process. So, yeah. Yeah. And also it's powerful because like, when we were doing the interview for my book, you brought out things in me that I forgot or didn't even, you know, remember or, you know, so sometimes just talking about your journey will heal you, but it's a healing that you needed 20, 30 years ago, but because you didn't get that healing, then you get it whenever that timing, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Whenever that timing comes and that process of healing comes. That person comes right in your life at that specific time. I'm a firm believer in a reason, season, and a lifetime for all people, places, and things. I'm going to repeat that. I believe in a reason, a season, and a lifetime for all people, places, and things. Now, things may sound weird, but there are certain things that you have purchased underneath a certain vibration that it's time for that, it's time for it to go. Mm-hmm. And if you can't let it go or you're too stubborn to let it go or that phase of your life is over, it'll find a way to release itself. Mm-hmm. I broke my favorite mug. Grace was right there when it happened, but the moment it broke, I knew why. Because I was no longer in that vibration. The season of that vibration had ended and it was time for me to let go. I was mad though. That was my favorite mug. It was an elephant. I got it from the zoo. Grace, we need to go to the zoo. I'm just saying. Always becoming. So I go through, I go through, I have conversations on a daily basis with myself. No, they're not the get a check type of conversations, although I probably could. They are the (laughs) pause. Let's figure this out. Let's not do it how we used to do it. Let's do it a different way kind of conversations. Because I realized that even though we have worked through whatever traumas, triggers, we're still always becoming on a daily basis. Every morning you wake up, you're always becoming. You're always becoming that millionaire, billionaire. You're always becoming that mobile tech. You're always becoming that husband. You're always becoming that wife. You're always 
excuse me, always becoming that, that mom or that dad, like you are constantly in, in a becoming state. And when you think of it in that manner, you actually, you make room for you to have grace and mercy on yourself. What really did it for me was realizing that like it, and it really solidified for me over like during my dad's, uh, during my dad's birthday party and right before that that even I'm still growing up I'm still becoming and I'm a parent and when I tell you it just sucks excuse my language but it does because (laughs) this little kid is looking up to me and I spent the first 40 years of my life being a victim So the first eight years of his life, he's been raised in a victim mentality. But now that I am becoming something different, I now have to teach him, I have to show him, I can't teach him anything. I have to show him a different mentality. And with that, he is always becoming. So every, so when I realized that, I realized, dang, my parents literally did the best they could with what they had because they were still becoming adults themselves when they had me. My mom was 22 and my dad was 24. When I think of my 22 and my 24, I was still a kid. They were married with a kid. And if we real, that's why y'all hear me say all the time, mind your own business or worry about yourself. Or I always tell you what my grandmother told me because it actually started there when she told me what she told me. When she said, my mother, my mother taught me, you can't be, you can't be, you're not, you can't be worried about how dirty somebody else's house is if you focus on your own. So if you clean in your own house, you're not worried about how, Adonia, uh, Miss Adonia may have a little dust in her corners or Miss San- Miss Sandra's living room table has a little dust on it or Uncle Romy Rome's kitchen may have a couple of dishes in the sink. Like you, if you focus on your house, yourself and your dirtiness, you ain't got time to focus on nobody else's. And that's when, that's when this journey really just solidify for me and everything that I'd been learning just kind of came into play for me from the the laws of the universe to everything that Antonio taught us to everything that y'all have ever heard me say it that's when it just really came to a point for me because at that point I realized oh life is not about how Uncle Roman Rome made me feel life is not about how Ron made me feel or how I made Ron feel life is about what did you do to be better that day what did you do to heal yourself that day you know we always we always tell each other focus on yourself focus on yourself you know uh, once you get yourself straight everything else around you will fall into place but we never actually paid attention to what that really meant see when you focus on yourself if Phil, if Mr. Phil offends me, instead of me being a victim and 
pouting and crying about it and getting angry and frustrated and hurt about it and then blaming Mr. Phil for whatever he said or did that offended me, I would pause and I would go, okay, so why did this offend me? Why did this make me so angry? Why did this hurt me? And then have that conversation with yourself. Well, it hurt me because it pissed me off at the fact that he actually had the nerve to say that to me. And then it hurt my feelings because I actually kind of know it's true. And why is it true? Well, when I was this age, this happened and it made me feel like this. Oh, well, are you still that same person? No, I'm not. Okay, so maybe it's time for you to really, like, these are the con these are the conversations I have in my head daily. Sometimes I don't catch myself in enough time to have the conversation before the emotion actually, um, before the emotion actually come manifest. And I, now I'm looking at the manifestation of the emotion. Sometimes I don't catch myself in enough time. But the times I do catch myself, I have that conversation because that conversation is important because I am so much about healing that it's not even funny and I can't heal somebody else if I can't heal myself. If I can't have the conversation with myself that I can't have with Grace, that I can't have with Melissa, that I can't have with Law. We have to have that conversation and give our our give our pain, give our happiness, give our frustration and anger, give it a voice. Like we have to give it a voice because if you don't give it a voice, it will break you from the inside out. Go ahead, Uncle Romy Rome. <laughs> As you were saying that, I had a flashback to an encounter with my sister. And I had, and it came up to here. And instead of me being my polite gentle self <laughs> that other Romy Rome came out and I remember exactly what I said to her I said bitch <laughs> you effing with the wrong person and you need to leave me alone then I gave a couple scriptures about God saying that oh you don't have to give a couple scriptures scriptures okay <laughs> God said oh, I so that much. I will bless them and bless you and I will curse them to curse you. And I'm a born again believer. I got saved 40 some years ago. So you need to get up off of my ass, right? Now, as I was saying this, I knew I was a drone, drone. Oh, but no, but I had to go on and let it out. I had to let that what? manifestation come. Now here's the, here's the, and this, and I had to say, because where you were going, Deanna, was as I was exiting the building, I turned to her and I said, oh, by the way, I owe you an apology. I said, oh, don't, don't get it twisted now. I meant what I said. <laughs> it's just I could have used a better way to articulate my vernacular, and I didn't do that. So that's why I owe you the And I'm sitting there going, now, Jerome, you know that was, that was, mm, that that was barbed, okay? You know, Man, that, that was, listen to me. I meant what I said. I just had to use a better way of cussing you out. <laughs> And I'm sitting Jerome, there going, I'm fighting inviting you to all my arguments. You you are hired. <laughs> you are hired. <laughs> and I felt and I felt good when I left. I, I did. Because I'm sitting because the the thing was is that even though how can I say that? She pushed my button and she did, and I felt good about what I had to say. The, there was a something inside of me that said, Jerome, 
you can still do better. Now, I didn't I didn't know I was going to do it that sweet now. Because I thought about that after. I said, no, you didn't. I said, well, Lord, you you, you in charge of everything. But it, but, it, but it was true what I said. I meant what I said when I said it. I just could have done a better job mm. of articulating it. And it was like, and she had nothing to say. So I just wanted to share that on what you were saying again. <laughs> I, and I thank you, Uncle Roman Rome. And you just brought up another lesson. You know what? I'm going to have to bring my grandmother on here one morning. You just brought up another lesson. She told me, she said, baby, nah, look, my grandmother's OG, okay? She for real OG. <laughs> she said, baby, let me tell you something. She said, don't you ever apologize for what you said you said it and you meant it she said if you ever have to apologize apologize for the tone you said it in or how you said it but don't ever apologize for what you said because you meant what you said when you said it oh she that's, sure right. that's sure right that's sure right that, um, when I had they called me in the principal's office a couple of weeks ago, he said, um, the coordinator said, but your names, do people heard you say you're not going to go back and forth? I say, it wasn't no secret. I didn't whisper it. You were in earshot of what I said. I did say, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. The Bible saying, when you argue with a fool, and I looked at him, and then he said, thank you the fool too. I say, you got it. Therefore, I go back and forth with nobody. And it wasn't no whisper. You heard me. You just upset that other people are you know, Any office manager, he was laughing. Go ahead, Prophet. <laughs> you know what I love about this and being real and how Jerome was just out front. Uncle Ron was out front with it. Uncle Ron saved to the day he died, but he still got on flesh. And a lot of times they say, oh, you supposed to be saved. Yeah, but I'm not saved every day. What I mean by that is we crucify, what is it, uh, Uncle Roman Rome? Die to the flesh the daily. Flesh. Daily. Mm -hmm. Yes. Daily. And see, people, you know, because you, oh, shot that out of a horse. And yeah, I cut you out in a minute too. Because you got on my nerves. And look, listen. I just want to go ahead one minute, Pinky, and go then ahead. I'm. You take your time. Take your Lord, time. But you gonna say before you even say it. He knows it. And the main thing is, and it's just the point of, um. Then, then, like what what happened with Uncle Rome is the Holy Ghost corrected him and said, "Look, I meant what I said." But I should have just said it in another way. But you pissed me off. So if you want to forgive me, forgive me. If you don't, oh, well, I'm sorry the way, you know, I meant what I said. But I just could have went in another way with it. Because you came off to me wrong. You don't know how my day was. You don't know what me and my wife was facing that day. You don't know what kind of day I had, what night I had dealing with my wife, but you don't come up here with this mess. I'm sorry. You ain't, okay. I'm going to put a, I'm going to set the rules now. You never have to apologize for speaking 
You never have to apologize for unmuting your mic. And you never have to apologize for saying whatever it is you said. This is a no apologetic zone. Okay, I got another one. I got another one. Okay, go. One. <laughs> this is when I was in the military. <laughs> and uh, I had my little section, I had five soldiers. But there were other sections around me that people were in charge. So I had like five soldiers. There was one section, it was this one soldier, and his boss was is at the main office. So he was there by himself. Well, this major, who's a, a big wig in the military, outranked all of us. He got there, and that guy wasn't there. So he was a little upset. So when the guy finally got there, he was just showing his butt, talking to the talking nasty to the to him, and blah, blah, why weren't you here? And I, blah, 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 blah. He said, well, sir, he says, I wasn't here. I, worked, I was at the main office. He said, but sir, to get you squared away, would you go in the back and finance and sign in? That way, when I finish with you in personnel, you can go right back to financing and get your money. Anyway, I wasn't paying attention to any of this with my soldiers were. So they said to me, saw Red. And I said, yeah, what's up? Do you see how he's talking to him? And I'm like, who, who, who? And they pointed to him. And I went, and I was listening. I was like, oh, no, we ain't having this. So I walk over to the major and I say, excuse me, sir. So you, you got to always be feeling, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, uh, it seems that there's a problem. Is there anything I can help you with? And he did his whole thing. And I said, and sir, I, if I heard him correctly, even though he wasn't here when time started, now that he is here, he's saying to you to expedite and to get you out of here due to the inconvenience, you need to go back to finance and sign in. That'll make it easier even though there was a problem in the beginning. Yeah. I said, well, sir, if you'd like me to, I can call his boss. I said, I'm not his immediate supervisor, but I can call him and let him know that something happened. And maybe he can tell you why he wasn't here at the time you got here, sir, because I'm not his immediate supervisor. Yeah, I want you to do that. You know, you know. <laughs> so, so I get on the phone, I call him. Yeah. So I call the supervisor, I say, supervisor, blah, 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 this major so-and-so, and blah, 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 in reference to your soldier, and he wasn't here at the required time, and he's really upset, and he wants to know why your soldier, but I want you to know that your soldier was very, very respectful, spoke to him politely, but the major did not do the same. He was very, very nasty to your soldier. Get the phone. Here you go, sir. So he goes, so he hangs up the phone like that, and I said to him, I said, sir, you know, he said, Go back and sign up in, into a uh, in, into finance, and he was like, "Well, I'm blah 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 blah." I said, "Sir, I owe you an apology." He said, "Huh?" I said, "Say, if I had known you were a professionally stupid human, I would have never come over here and spoken to you." He said, "Who? What'd you say?" I said, "You're a professionally stupid human." He said, "You can't talk to me like that," but I just did, sir. <laughs> Folks, all of my soldiers were on the floor rolling like. Sorry, no, you didn't like that. And he's looking at me with this look in his eye, like, huh? Didn't raise my voice. I was not disrespectful. I articulated to him exactly how I saw him and how he conducted himself. And I used words to explain that. Wasn't disrespectful, said, sir, dressed him by rank. So after he went and did what he had to do when he left, I told my soldier, I said, I'm probably going to get a call later on from the colonel about what happened. But it was okay. I was ready for that. Never got the phone call. And the next day I said to myself, I said, Jerome, you know what happened? 
that guy was ready to call your, your colonel and tell him what you did to him. I say, but then I say to myself, I saw the colonel right now. When he called that colonel up or went to the colonel's office and said, I called him a professionally stupid human, the colonel would have been sitting there, you know, trying to keep from laughing at the guy. So the guy said, I'm not doing that because that's going to make me look stupid in front of the colonel. So he never, so he he got that. But I wanted to say that the the, the, the way you use those words are very, very important. And you got to have control over yourself yes. when you use them because they can come back. And he could have made the phone call. I could have went over and see the colonel. And you know, I would have said, oh, sir, I definitely called him a professionally stupid human because that's exactly the way he was acting. He is a leader in the United States Army, and so am I. This guy was a subordinate, and he's disrespecting him? Sir, if I wouldn't have stood up for that soldier, what kind of leader am I? Mm. He got off of that soldier, because that's what leaders do. Well, you know, but I'm with, I'm with Mr. Donia now. I, I wish I would have had you about I had fun. About I had fun in the York. I did. Man, yeah. I wish I had you. You would have taught me how to perfectly execute a discussion. <laughs> professionally stupid you have to think it goes back to my theater days I realized when I was on stage I was always it did, I always knew my lines but I knew everybody else's and I knew what was going on and I was always mindful of what was happening for example um, I was at Fort Stewart, Georgia we were doing a play um, yeah, I know what it was called uh, uh, Pearly, Pearly Victorious a lot of people heard of it, Black Play and I, I was I was getting low, you know. I was I was a little I was I was a yes man. So yes man, I was that guy. So I'm on stage with this young lady, and we're we're going through our dialogue. Well, they put the sets up. There were four big sets, and one of the sets fell down and hit the wall. So when that happened, I'm I'm saying my line. So as it falls and hits the wall, I go those damn termites and kept right on going. Folks, the audience was on the floor. The young lady who I'm talking to, she was done. So when I finished my line, she was still, she didn't know how to respond to that. So I ended up taking her line, turning it around and made it my line so that she can come back with the, the finishing line. And we walked off stage. And the audience never knew what was going on. They thought it was part of the play. When I got off stage, she said to me, Jerome, how did you do that? I said, I have no idea. See, I would never pay attention. Yeah. So I so I realized that's where that comes from. I'm like, this it's in my DNA. So hey. <laughs> no, that is wonderful. And I thank you because you're showing how every day we're always becoming how. You also showed how you if you were not straight with who you were, both of those conversations would have would have gone completely different completely different we are always becoming we are on a constant journey of growth and transformation i how many of you when you first started your journey you was like oh i haven't got this far now i can stop i done learned it all mm -hmm. and then you get hit with something else and you'd be like damn I, I thought I, I, I thought I got that part already. <laughs> Only to wake up the next day and be like, I don't do this no more. I don't, mm -mm, mm -mm, 
mm -mm. It, that's what adulting is okay i have i have come up with a solid definition of adulting i don't want to do this no more that's the definition of adulting that's it that's the official definition of adulting i don't want to do this no more. but at some point at some point, we, at some point, we're taught that we no longer need to grow. We just do. And for people like us, everybody on this call, at some point in time, we were told, hey, no, life is done. Now you just do this. And we were like, no, that's a lie. That is a lot. There is more to this life than just waking up every morning and going to work and paying bills and then going to sleep and then waking up the next morning. And there's more to this. So you can't tell me this is it. We are the pathbenders because we understand that there's more to this life. We understand that there's that there's a bigger purpose. And there's so much that I've even learned in the last like couple of, in the last like month or so that have really just struck a chord with me because if we're constantly growing and we're constantly transforming and we can't change the past, we can't predict the future, but every day is a present Every day we're in the present, it's a gift. Can you imagine if we just actually lived every day like it was the gift that it is? Like if we went all out every day with our dreams, our goals, our purpose, where we would actually be. We would be, we would, every day we would become something different, something greater, something better. But somewhere along the way, we were told, no, this is as good as it gets. But we knew that was a lie. And that's where that's where these principles came from, these 46 principles. These are the principles that I've learned and that I have started living by and that I work by and that the constant conversation in my head are these principles. It's It started with my grandmother dropping nuggets. Then it started with when we were um, like along. The, and that's why you have, when you understand that you're always becoming, you will understand that every day is the start. Every day is the start. Every new nugget is a start. Every day you wake up and put your feet on the ground, it's a new start. It's a new day it's a new way of doing something that you've never done before just so you can be some become something you've never been before my ultimate goal in life is to have a mental physical emotional and spiritual oneness and for me that is the had the ultimate expression of who I am because I know it like I know it's possible so every day I'm working to becoming that person because I know 
we are all so capable of so much, but we are so damaged. We are so blocked. We are so traumatized that we can't see it. And that's why when you focus on you, anything, like anything is literally possible. No matter the circumstances, whether they're happy or their challenges, we are always in a state of becoming something new. And I believe that personal evolution is the perpetual force that encompasses every aspect of our lives. There's no way that you can't tell me that personal evolution is not it. Because if we are all experiences of God, if we are all, Jerome Red is the God experience called Jerome Red. Law Lodeholt is the God experience called Law Lodeholt. Each, each of us is a different experience of God called by the name that God told the people who birthed us to call us. So if we are all God experiences, I want to be the best damn book God ever read. I want to be his greatest experience. How can I be his greatest experience? By becoming it every day. By having the conversation with myself every day. By releasing every day. But ultimately by making every one of you experiences greater as well. Being the God experience that when you experience me, you walk away like, man, that was good. Not, oh, I'm so glad this child ended this call. I'm tired of hearing her voice sounding like a chipmunk. She knows she grown, why she act like she a child. Like, that's not the response I want from y'all. <laughs> I want the response of, man, she made some sense today. You know, DB all over the place, but she be having a point. <laughs> She be having a point, you know what I'm saying? But I want so so always becoming it's it's something I can't read. I was talking to Antonio one day and I was like, man, we're always becoming like we're always on a path or a journey. Like I spend a lot of time outside. It's not only because I um I enjoy the herbal benefits of life, but it's also because I enjoy the natural benefits of life. I walk around barefoot all the time because I love how the ground feels on my feet. I like stepping outside because I love how the sun feels on my skin. I like being outside when it's rain because I feel like God is bathing me. I like when the wind wraps around me because I feel like my ancestors are hugging me. Like this is my thought process about life now. When I opened up to different experiences, I was able to become a better experience. And with always becoming, I want to awaken you 
to your transformative powers to guide you towards realizing your dreams, finding your inner peace and create mm, the biggest, okay, the biggest thing that I've been on lately, mentally, and I have not said this to anybody, not Grace, not Antonio, is having a safe place, a safe space, but not making someone or something my safe place having a safe place within myself because I understand that we are all God experiences having a human experience and we are human but we are God and I know that in me I can find a safe place not that I can't depend on Antonio to be a safe place not that I can't depend on Grace to be a safe place but when they need a safe space I need to be able to have a safe space within myself where I can take on things and not crash not burn not fall into depression not emotionally take on the emotions of someone else and actually be in those emotions but have a safe space to go to within myself where I can recharge and that's what we all should have. We all should have a safe space within ourselves. And in order to do that, I have to heal first because my safe space is my soul. Your safe space is your soul. When you learn to communicate and be with one, with your soul, with the Holy Spirit, you will have a safe space. But first you have to clear out all of Y'all have heard the story about the Buddha that was, they the monks were trying, the monks didn't want it to be stolen. So they caked it with mud and it just looked like a statue. And then years later, somebody knocked it off. And yeah, that's your soul. Your soul is that golden Buddha. And over the years, your trauma, your pains, your hurts, your sadness, your losses have just caked on so much dirt around it that now is the time to knock it off because your safe space is on the other side of the dirt. You just have to get there. So that so the concept of always becoming is understanding that we are always becoming. We're always becoming the highest expression of who we are. And once we go through the process that that that's why enjoying the process is uh, when they say enjoy the journey enjoy the process it's the dash from here to there it's it's what you do with the dash and I used to be like oh that's so cute that's what I used to say to myself oh that's so cute okay but now I understand it if I don't enjoy the process I will never grow I will never become I will never learn I'll just be stuck right where I'm at but if you're always becoming every day, you're doing something new. And you also, one of the things that I've learned on this journey is you'll also figure out what your kinks are that stop you from moving. See, for me, I lived in a world of fairy tales so long that to escape reality, I created an entire world within my mind. And when reality becomes too much for me, I escape to that world to escape my reality, which pauses me where I'm at. 
It doesn't help me move forward. It doesn't help me heal from the past. It leaves me right where I'm at. And I've been doing this my entire life. And this is something that I just picked up on this last week or so. Well, actually, over the weekend. Something I learned over the weekend. Like, dude, you spend too much time escaping your reality. That's why you don't get shit done. Oh, really? Really? That's that's what that's what y'all telling me? Okay. Okay, ancestors. Really? And then I watched this funniest video. I think I shared it with Grace where this guy was like, when you're called by the ancestors to, you know, do what you're supposed to, to be the one that changes the ancestral habits or whatever. And dude getting dressed, he's like, man, why y'all call me for this? Why y'all ain't do this while y'all was here? He was like, why I got to be the one? He, and he getting dressed in the process. <laughs> and that's how I felt like when I stopped, like I stopped in my process because I was like, look, I hear what y'all saying, but what you asking me to do, no, better yet, what you're telling me is my purpose here. I don't want to do this shit. That's too much. That's too much. You asking me to do too much. But then they always say he'll never put more on you than you can bear. Well, damn it, look, I'm at my I'm at my breaking limit right about now. I'm gonna need you to do something. Like these are the conversations that I've had that has led me to where I'm to where I'm at. And that's why I don't say that. That's why I don't say that. I don't what we go it. through speaks to the confidence that God has in us. That sounds a lot more encouraging than that other crap. That does. That means God hates us. That He just putting stuff on us. to me? Come on, Trinace. I never thought of it that way. Man, God, like you, you hate me that much. You, you want to prove to me how much I can bear? No, thank you. <laughs> But no, and I get that. And I've learned the never, he'll never put more on me than I can bear. I have learned that he's never put more on me than I can bear. I just never actually paid attention to what the hell was happening. He was telling me everything we do in this life, there's a law. Number one, these laws work simultaneously with each other. Number two, you can't stop these laws from happening. Number three, learning all of this, I was like, so I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because whatever decision I make, a law, multiple laws are in the work. From the law of attraction to the law of compensation to the law of whatever to the law of this to the law of that. There's a law in place and they're working simultaneously. So the never put more on you than you can bear. Grace said that's not in the Bible. Come on, Grace. That 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 whole that 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 whole line. No, that it's not that he'll never put more on you than you can bear. No. It's the laws of the universe that he set in place are happening all at the same time. And you're just not aware because you have been taught that God is putting you through suffrage and all of this and all of that when it's not him. It's the laws he set in place, the laws of the universe. 
you just so happened to make a dumbass decision. And here's everything that comes with that. Now, there's no such thing as dumb decisions. This is me because this is how I talk to myself. Okay. This is how I talk to myself. I disagree. There are dumb decisions. Agree. Okay. Hey, and you are right. You are absolutely right. There are dumb decisions. I have made some in my life. Okay. Let me tell you, I've only been here 40 years. And in these 40 years, hold on, May, June, July, August, 40 years and three months, I have been here. 40 years, three months, and 14 days, 15 days, I have been on this planet. I have made quite a few dumb decisions in those 40 years, three months, and, and 15 days. Let me tell you something. But when I realized that the universe was was helping along the dumb decisions that I made, I was like, oh, hell no. I don't need no help. I could do that by myself. I don't need your help, universe. But as I understand that every day I'm always becoming something, I realized that, okay, the decisions I made, I'm thinking the universe is working against me when the universe is working for me. So when I made the dumb decision to stay in that relationship too long, the universe made everything happen so that I still got what I needed out of the relationship. I needed the kid because without the kid, I wouldn't be sitting here in front of y'all. Like, seriously, I was I was done for. I was I shut my life down. I was no longer trying to be an entrepreneur. I was in a marriage I really didn't want to be in, but decided I was just going to stay in it. We wasn't even living under the same roof because of our working, because of, of arrangements. I don't know. We, we were in two separate cities. I was on a job I didn't want to be on just because I wanted the money. And the job came with wonderful benefits, like a three-bedroom, two-bath, one-car garage apartment complex, uh, uh, apartment that I didn't have to pay for. All I had to do was make sure the light stayed on. And we had an internet. That was it. But out of that decision, out of that poor decision of staying somewhere longer than I should have, I had a kid and the kid knocked me back to my senses, knocked me back on my path. Because I knew, I knew there was more to life, but I'd settled for the rules of life. The man-made rules of life. I knew there was more to life, but I settled for the man-made rules of life. And for some damn reason, Don decided for me to be his mama. God in the universe agreed. And he came and I'm sitting here like, okay, I can't do this. Like, I can't, I can't follow these man-made rules anymore. I have to show him that there's more to life than this because I know for a fact there's more to life than this. I just didn't know the path. So always becoming is a combination of everything that I have learned, gone through, experienced. Mind you, I am an addict. I'm addicted to depression. I'm addicted to low self-esteem. I'm addicted to low self-image. I'm addicted to narcissism. I'm addicted to egotism. 
So I am an addict in recovery. And that is a constant battle as well. Because I still feel like there are some people I need to choke. I still feel like on some days, staying in bed all day and not coming from under the cover. I still feel like some days I do not look how I know I should look, but who has a definition of how we should look? And there are days I still wake up and wish I could just go back to sleep. So I'm in constant recovery on top of always working and becoming something greater than. So when people tell you personal development is not a project, it's a lifestyle, they are not freaking kidding. And it is not an easy lifestyle. It gets easier because you become more grateful for it. So the 46 principles of always becoming developed from the time that I decided. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That I had to live to today. And there's a certain mindset that would understand when I say, when I decided I had to live to today. So at the heart of always becoming are my 46 principles. And these principles serve as guiding lights. They keep me reminded. They keep me on my path. They, it starts off with Exodus 14, 14, because that reminds me to stop, to not to worry about what happens outside of me. We all say the serenity prayer. To me, Exodus 14, 14 should be right before the serenity prayer. <laughs> like say Exodus 14, 14 verse and then the serenity prayer, okay? Because <laughs> that, that'll just help you right along the way. <laughs> so Exodus 14, 14 puts me in the mindset so that the 46 principles it, and it it puts me in the mindset that allows me to allow the 46 principles to actually be in them. And while on the, these principles have served as my guiding light, they, they lead me on my path of self-discovery and understanding me. See, I used to want to understand how people thought. And then I was like, man, people, we are, we have thrown off. We are crazy. But then I started thinking, well, instead of worrying about how people think, how about you just worry about how you think? Because if you understand your thought process, you understand other people's thought processes. That's the only way I could talk to Grace, how I talk to Grace. 
if Grace asks me a question, the only way I can answer her question is because I've answered the question in my own head because I've asked the question in my own head. And because I understand how I think and I know that Grace and I are similar people. Well, we're the same person, but we're not the same person because I understand how I think I can answer her question in her language because the same way she thinks. If Uncle Romy Rome asks me a question, well, actually, I don't know how Uncle Romy Rome thinks because I'm not a black man in this world. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but y'all get what I'm saying though. But with these 46 principles, to me, they unveil the laws of the universe in life for me. And they provide me with a comprehensive guide to unlocking my true potential. So I decided to share them with others because how many people out there are like me? You know, and Tony always tells us, find your audience. I was like, well, I don't have an audience. You know, people are already doing what I'm doing. But I also understand that there's a way that I do it, that people like me will catch it and run with it. So I'm a kid. And there are other big kids out there. And if I break it down to them, like I understand it, they'll be like, excuse my language, bitch, for real? Is that easy? <laughs> like you telling me, like for real, like is that simple? Because that was my thought process. I was like, if you break it down to me, like I'm a kid, I catch it. Yes, I'm a 40 year old adult with an eight year old child, but my soul is a kid. And when you break stuff down to my soul, oh, we catch it quick. Like, oh, really? That's what that is? Just like when Antonio was explaining something to us about impacts. And that's when it dawned on me. Like the kid made the, connected the dots. If you are an empath, first off, bless your soul. I'm so sorry. Grace is an empath. She doesn't think she is. And she doesn't realize she is, but her harmony is a, is, is a level of empathy. If she, if she can feel when she walks in a room or when she is on a phone, she can feel a shift in the energy. She is an empath. The difference between me and her is she works to bring harmony to the situation. I work to remove myself from the situation. Two different things. Two, <laughs> two completely different things. <laughs> Excuse my language. Fuck army. I'm, I'm just gonna go and leave. I, I'm gonna let you have, I'm gonna let you do what you do. <laughs> I'm gonna go by my business, okay? Y'all work that out. Deuces. <laughs> but the other thing is because of who I am, I want to heal you. And your pain draws me in so much so to where I take on your pain. Grace does not take on your pain. But what she does do is try to bring harmony to the situation. But she's an empath. So people like me and Grace, there's a few others on here. I believe Mr. Phil is an empath. I could be wrong. I really could be wrong. But he always says the right things at the right time. And to the right people, um, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I really think he's an empath and Miss Susan. I don't know yet. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Melissa, 
empath. What I figured out is we are all God experiences, right? In human form. So as an empath, we have the wonderful, miraculous, hair-pulling, want-to-cut-somebody gift of being able to feel other God experiences. I say hair-pulling because if you are an empath and you are traumatized and you get triggered and you have like stuff from the past, if you're an empath, it is hair pulling because if Grace is sad, now I'm sad. Because I have yet to learn what I'm actually going through is not mine, but hers. So I'm going to take it on as mine and then I'm going to go into a state of depression. I'm just explaining to you. Go ahead. And yeah, hold on. And um. You guys were talking about when you're when you're and I'm I'm an empath, but then sometimes I like to I seek to bring harmony, but then sometimes I I bring harmony also by me leaving sometimes the situation because I'm like I'm like nah 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 all this is gonna try to do is try to is try to irk is try to irk me so sometimes it's a it's a mix you know you know what I'm saying as much as as much as I like to to bring happiness and the, and I try and I really I try to but then sometimes I'm like nope just just bow out gracefully Renee and it'll be all right no that makes sense because empaths either love you like care bears or will scourge the earth scourge the earth that's a new word scourge <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we we are on two different ends of the spectrum. Like we we are we are bipolar. We are either extremely happy or we will scorch the entire or earth and end the human race. Or is that just me? Am I the only one that am I okay? I just have to check because me, I'm either I'm really here or I'm really here. But I'm learning how to get here. So in that, the principles for me, each principle is a stepping stone. And it takes you deeper into the realms of self-awareness and personal growth. So I'm going to share some of the principles with you guys. And yeah, y'all let me know what you think. I would I would love it. So one of the principles is the importance of emotions. And that's pr- principle number one. And this principle encourages prioritizing your emotional growth over mere tasks. It's about nurturing your vibrational well-being, paving the way for a more fulfilling journey. Pausing is the greatest thing ever. And I stick by with <laughs> Renee I love you so much (laughs) pausing is the greatest thing ever and I am I've been learning more and more about emotional intelligence um because I was the last adult temper tantrum I had I realized you're an adult you're having having a temper tantrum like you're four 
something has to change. You can't do that. Like, you need to be, this is me talking to myself. You you can't do that because what are you teaching Don? What are you showing him? Then what are you doing to the people around you when you have these temper tantrums? So when Antonio taught us thoughts plus emotions equals creation, again, every law of the universe is working simultaneously with you. So when I decide that my emotions are going to overrun everything, it's because I've had this thought in my head that just kept going over and over and over and over and over. And then I started adding the emotion to it. And the manifestation of that is the is the adult temper tantrum. So I had to learn how to pause, how to give, and a lot of it comes from me suppressing my emotions, not giving my emotions a voice, not discussing with myself how I feel about this. Just, okay, shut up and suck it up. It'll be okay. I know all of y'all know this 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 phrase. You need to be strong and you'll get through this. Like that used to be my conversation with myself. But the years of suppressing and suppressing and suppressing is like a Coke bottle. Eventually, you're going to shake that Coke bottle enough and that pop going to pop, that top going to pop. And the pop going to pop and the top going to pop. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. F that shiggity. <laughs> shiggity. I like that word, shiggity. F that shiggity. <laughs> so I had to learn how to, I had to learn the important the importance of first off, give your emotions a voice. Have the conversation with yourself. You're not the only empath on here that will score. I, I know, trust me. We have a whole team of scorched to earth. There's a team of us, okay? And we are around the globe. And if we put our powers together, we will scorch the earth. My sisters and my brothers. And, and then you put us into social uh, like meetings and stuff like this, and you're picking up everyone's emotions. I know, right? Do you know why I stay away from meetings? Because you can feel everybody. <laughs> and um, it makes my own temper. So I just have everyone else deal with the meetings. Man, when we used to do the leadership classes years ago. Oh, it was so horrible. Because if you're an empath and don't know you are, you're thinking this is all you. You want to cry and you want to flip a table, and you want to choke somebody, and you want to curl up in a corner all at the same time, <laughs> and it's not even you. Like, you cool. you just feeling everybody else. <laughs> Go ahead, Renee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can, um, you can walk, you can walk into um walk walk into a room and you like something ain't right some something ain't right and you can feel 
where it is coming from with the, the person and it's like I'm like ooh I was like oh man okay it's real stank right here <laughs> it's real stank and I'm I was like oh wait I I um that's why I don't I don't necessarily say a whole a whole lot when I'm when I'm in rooms with people but because I'm I can feel what's going what's going on and I'm like I'm like oh shoot mm -mm. nope 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 run hide the puppies it's Cruella so it, it's it's like um you know what I'm saying you you feel certain things and I didn't even really know what that meant about empathy I didn't know what that meant until you know till I got older because it's always been something and I literally thought that I was supposed to be a psychiatrist because I would literally say to my mom I would say my mom tell me how did that make you feel I would I would be saying stuff like that at a young age but I didn't know what the meaning was until I got older and I was like man I'm like no wonder because it's sometimes you you I, I always felt like well you know I just sometimes I just wouldn't say nothing I just I just would let people sleep on me which was fine and sometimes I still I still prefer it that way sometimes because when people sleep on me then when when something happens they're like what Renee did that uh-huh like well dang cats out of the bag now but it's it's you can kind of feel who who you need to go towards and who you need to abort the mission immediately because <laughs> it is it's straight up. I, I I felt that plenty, but it's yeah, you I've wanted to elbow people in the face plenty of times. And and that's just because they just they just disturb my spirits. <laughs> they just disturb my spirit. But yeah, it's you kind of have to know what to do with it. Once you know, you know, what I'm saying that you're an empath, or or if you're not, you have to kind of know what to what to do with it. But yeah, it's okay to feel how you how you feel. Um, I I sat on my feelings a lot of time for years, and then when I blew up, it became like that volcano on on Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> it became a and it would it would wipe people out because I was like, I was like, man, well, and it wouldn't be wrong, but the way I said it would be completely wrong because I have been sitting on it forever. So even now, if I get upset about something, I may I may sit with it for a second until I'm like, man, I really didn't like that. I really did not like that. You irked me. And I wanted to walk away from you. And I'm just being honest. <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And you have to have those uncomfortable talks. But it's in the discomfort that you truly know whether or not that relationship is is really going to make it. Or if you just going to be like one of those like trophies, you know what I'm saying, where you can be like, oh. Everything's perfect. You, you look like like on one of the game shows. Like, yes, I'm showing you your new car, but down down within, you want to choke them. So it's cool just to have the uncomfortable talks. Now, don't sit on nothing because they ain't gonna do nothing but 
create more gray hairs. And I like being young. I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost 40 myself, but I want my grace to be to come because I'm getting older, not because somebody, you know what I'm saying, Deanna irked me, and I'm like, ooh, and I'm stressing, and it coming up like Cruella DeVille. So, you uh, know. Like that right there? Girl, that gray is gorgeous. <laughs> I and got a my, streak. Like, what my hair my is just gray. And with my hair being curly like this, like I'm seeing it come out like over here. And I'm like, oh, this is fly. But you know what I'm saying? We can't sit on our emotions. We can't sit on them. We're doing a disservice to ourselves as well as to the people that's around us. Exactly. I mean, I don't want to be no volcano no more. I'd just rather be a, a, a storm. And you know when a storm is brewing, you know. And then, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather just be honest. It's better that way. No, and that's the wonderful thing, and that's why that's the first principle because and tone again and telling the thought plus emotion equals creation. If you have the thought to save the world, but you have the emotion of fear, then what are you producing? Our emotions are the catalyst to our creation. And when we can, when we understand the importance of our emotions and we learn how to control our emotions, because we can't control anybody else's, but we can control our own. If we learn how to control our emotions, can you imagine what we can create? And being an empath, there's a reason why we were gifted with the gift of harmony or empath because, and I've what I've picked up on is that healers and teachers, the healers and the teachers that I've come across are empathic in some shape, form, or fashion. And because you can't teach anybody who's in who's in emotional distress. And you can't heal anybody who's in emotional distress, but you can feel who is hurting and offer them healing so that they can receive the healing or receive the teaching. And if you understand in your emotions and the importance of them then you can control your emotions so that you can live in your purpose. Who wants to be, your emotions will pause you in your, in your, in your journey. Your emotions will stop you from moving. And if you have a purpose, like we all here have purposes, everybody has a purpose. We're like-minded individuals. So our purposes are kind of all the same. We're looking to heal people and help people. When you come across like-minded individuals, you have you have to learn how to control that. So that's why the importance of emotions is principle number one. Because once you can control your emotions and when you prioritize your emotional healing and growth over everything else, your vibrational status changes 
you change your vibrations. And then principle number two is creating reality. Thoughts plus emotion equal creation. You have the thoughts of getting $346,800,000 annually net. What does your emotions say? So what are you creating? I am not creating $346,800,000 because my emotions are com conflicting with my thoughts creating a reality of confusion creating a reality of not living the fullest expression of myself but your mind and your imagination is what's shaping your reality your imagination Antonio used to say what we see is not the real world it's what's in here that's the real world so when we see a manifestation of it in the real world, we think it's the world happening to us. No, you created that. You just didn't realize you created that. Creating your reality is about understanding that you're not just a passive observer, but an active creator in your God experience. And it sucks because you start realizing that. So I created that toxic marriage that I was in. I created the toxic person I've become. It'd be stuff like that, that you, sometimes you guys, you just got to sit in it for a second and be like, damn. But once you work through you, Heal yourself, creating your reality becomes something completely different. It becomes remodeling your parents' entire house. It becomes buying the house for you and your wife that you've always wanted. It becomes being able to pay all of the bills and still being able to swipe your card and not get nervous when you go shopping. It becomes traveling the world. And then there is principle number four. Principle number four is vibrational alignment. Now, this principle emphasizes aligning yourself vibrationally with your desires, but you can't do that if your emotions are all out of whack, and you can't do that if you don't understand that you create your own reality. Then principle number 12 is finding joy. How many of y'all feel like it's hard to find joy? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Well, principle number 12 reminds us that by focusing on things that bring joy, we can avoid manifesting undesired outcomes. It's about embracing the positive aspects of life. Law of attraction. If you Focus on the fact that you have a roof over your head, that you have a car to drive, that you actually have gas in your car and you have no money in your bank account. If you focus on the fact that you still have food to eat, that's joyful. You got clothes on your back, that's joyful. You have water, be it hot or cold, to take a shower in. That is joy. 
And when you focus on those things and don't focus on the stuff you don't want and you start embracing the positive aspects of life, you start finding joy. Now, this one was important to me because I realized it took a second. It took a second, but I realized I was focusing on the opposite. Like I would make a decision. I would be in that decision. Then the opposite would happen. And then I did a complete left turn. Focusing solely on what I didn't want versus staying on the path to what I decided I was going to do. So finding joy, it helps you stay focused on, it helps you count your victories. If you count your victories, you'll find joy. Even the little victories, like waking up this morning, actually getting out of bed and putting both feet on the ground instead of having one dangle over the bed until you decide you're actually going to get out the bed. Yeah. And then another principle that I have is principle uh, principle number 30, the power of alignment with the desires. Now, this principle, it underscores the importance of being in alignment with your desires. It's about cultivating a relationship with your inner being and recognizing that your well-being matters above all else. Worry about yourself. Mind your own business. Worry about how dirty your house is instead of worry about how dirty somebody else's house is. That's what that one is. So those are just a few, uh, about, yeah, just a handful of some of the principles that it's, that's going to be um, a part of always, that is a part of always becoming. And I thank y'all for letting me introduce it to you guys. Uh, I'm officially launching this on October. On August 31st, which is my mom's birthday, but it's also the full moon, there will be a podcast. There will be, oh, I'm looking to do a calendar with quotes from the book in it. So, you know, you can always remind yourself. But um, I just, I, I just want to thank you all. I want to thank you all for allowing me a place to even bring it to you. And I appreciate it. And so we're going to close out a little early today. Grace. Oh, well, so tonight for uh, Bureau Keynotes, we have Miss Tracy Armstrong speaking. So we'll hopefully see all of you Bureau bureau members i couldn't get it out renee i couldn't get it out we'll see all of you bureau members tonight at 7 p.m central 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific for the bureau keynote i thank each and every one of you does anyone have any comments or thoughts that they would like to speak upon i would love your thoughts on what i've shared with you today awesome oh prophet told me to tell you awesome meditation Oh, yay. I absolutely loved it myself because I could really see it. So I was like, oh, that was really awesome. And two, I'm so, so, so 
proud of you. If, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I am so, thank you. I was thinking it. I was so, I am so inspired by you and you are continuing to be a force to be reckoned with and kudos, kudos. Keep shining your light, okay? You, you just keep shining. It is, it is powerful and I need some sunglasses. <laughs> Yep, see, probably said it's written all over your face. You don't even got to say a word. I'm gonna go old school now. You have to say a word. Go ahead. Y'all know you can't say a phrase in a song and I finished it. I finished the line. You can't do that. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Yeah, I got something for you. Yes, sir, Uncle Romy Ron. But this just ain't for you. This is for everybody. Okay. About two years ago, myself. And God were having a conversation about how much was on my plate. Mm. And he made it very clear to me. He said, yep, Jerome, you got a lot on your plate. And a lot of that that's there, I put there. Guess what? I'm going to put some more there. But what I don't need you to do is put anything there. So I just wanted to shit. I just want to share, and I shared with Grace yesterday that within the last two weeks, something else got thrown on my plate. And I'm like, ain't this enough? But I didn't put it there. So that means if I didn't put it there and he is a person of his word, then he's going to show me how to deal with that, which he put on the plate. I, that's why I'm here. Because I told I said, Grace, I haven't shared this with anybody set my pastor and uh and it's like but it's gonna be okay because of what he assured me of a few years back about if i put it there i'm gonna show you how to get through that but don't you put none <laughs> and that's what i'm learning and i think we all need to i just want to i want to say it to you especially diana because because you're on that path and the path you're on i see like 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 um renee said i see the difference and it is, it is bright and it is nice and it feels good. So keep up the good work. Thank you so much. And I caught what you said, Uncle Rome Rome. And I thank you for being obedient and sharing it because I am a person to put stuff on my plate that I shouldn't put on my plate. And you and Renee saying I'm shining bright, but you can't see a light shining in light. You can only see a light shine in darkness. So if I put stuff on my plate that's not supposed to be there, I caught you. I caught you. <laughs> but, I'm speaking to, but, uh, but Dion, I'm speaking to myself too because I'm guilty of that. I'll grab something, run with it, and I haven't checked with him first. It isn't mm -hmm. that I can't run with it. You know, I mean... He he wants me to he wants me to have the desires in my heart, but he knows what's best for me. Why can't I take the time to say, "Hey God, check this out"? Blah 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 blah. Uh, your Holy Spirit can it stop going by and guide me in the direction? Oh no, I got this. I got this. Next thing you know, bam! Ooh ooh, he said I heard that. And this yeah. I was trying to tell you, but you <laughs> wait. I thought I was the only one he said that to. Oh, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> and he let me go too. 
I done got popped in the back of my head. Like, if you don't listen to me, why are you so damn hard-headed? Oh, thank you for letting me know I'm not the only hard-headed child on Karumbi Road. <laughs> but no, I, I caught that. And I thank you so much for your your obedience, for for saying that, because it was needed. Okay. Uh, okay, Dad. I won't put... I won't put stuff on my plate. I will just, I will not add to it. No, 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 no. You missed that part. He was telling me not to put anything on the plate because he was putting on there. It's okay, but you need to check with him first. Go and put that stuff on there, but make sure you check with him because he's your guide. And he's, your, come on, girl. Uh-uh. Go and put it there, but make sure you check that. with him first. <laughs> Goodness, okay, because I was gonna be sitting here, but like, nope, nope, he ain't put it on that for me, so I ain't doing it. <laughs> oh boy, I, I would have not gonna blame me for that. Uh uh, no, you have liberty, but the scripture like, says, Dad, All things are lawful, <laughs> but all things are not expedient, all things are lawful, but all things edify not. That's why you got to check with him because mm. the stuff you think is good, he'd be like, You. Mm. Check this out, both of you. Ooh, I didn't think about. It. He said, "Hello, come on now." So that's why you got. It's okay. Just check with him. <laughs> got it. Thank he want to be first anyway. So you, oh, Uncle Rum Rum, you just made some stuff make sense to me. That's why I start stuff and don't finish it because it'd be great ideas, but I never go to him first and I put it on my plate and it'd be too much and I never talk to him about it. So then I stopped doing it because it'd be too much for me. But I ain't never went to him and talked to him about it. Be like, hey, you gave me this. Um, I had this idea, but is this something that I should really be doing? Or is this something that I need to give an idea to? Like the time I gave the, the TV show idea, the, the game show to Renee, because it was a great idea, but that one's supposed to be on my plate. Ah, thank you, Uncle Rum Rum. Go ahead, your next. Sometimes things be a good idea, not a God, God idea anyway, so. Here you come. I'm just saying, I stepped in on break. I'm just saying, it's not to be a good idea or a God idea. It's, and the difference between the two, to me, what I've learned is if it's a God idea, sometimes a lot of times it serves other people. And when you serve other people, you end up serving yourself. When it's about you, it's not, you don't really, sometimes me, if it's a good idea, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's a good idea, but I don't really feel good about doing this idea. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll give it to somebody else. Mm. I'll give it to somebody else. I had a friend who does skincare products. And when she wanted to do something new, she'll call me and say, I'm thinking I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, mm, no, I think you should do this, this, and that. And she goes out with the idea that I suggested. Right now, she is preparing to do what my favorite thing, the cuffing kit. I love the cuffing kit. Because, you know, it's cuffing season. So every year she called me cuffing season time to prepare this cuffing kit. What do you think I should put in it this time? And the last, she haven't made no updates to it because it's been the bomb for the past three years. There's not nothing else you can add to it. So we've been adding to it for years and years and years. And past three years, we haven't done nothing. She just maybe designed something new. Hmm. 
she had an idea about doing these um you know they were doing these detoxes in the tub she had an idea about we talked about a tea party i say i think you should do like the detox in a tea bag because when you do a detox it's all over the tub so do it in a bag i've been looking for somebody to do that in a i'm sorry let me stop beating my i say so i think do it in a bag and do it with a cute little tag with the with um the name of the detox and do a teacup so that's what she did year before last that one was not very popular, but it was a good idea and maybe the right people didn't see it. So I make my decision, is this a good idea or a God idea? If it's a God idea for me, I move forward. If it's a good idea, I just give it to somebody else. No, I like that. I like that. Go ahead, Grace. Okay, I heard Trinace's explanation of how she figures out whether it's the idea for her to do or for someone else to do, I need a little bit more explaining because <laughs> I need to know, hey, is, is this for me to do or for somebody else to do? So it also, it aligns with what Uncle Romy Rome was saying about adding to your plate without checking with God. And Trinace was following it up with, if it's a God idea or my idea will determine if I add it to my plate. When it's a God idea, he will lay it out for you. And like and like Trinace was saying, if it's a God idea, it will serve others. It's if it's a you idea, it'll serve you. And you will have to figure it out along the way. So mm -hmm. if there's peace in the decision, if you have a thought and the thought is to build an airplane and you're like, man, that's a great idea. Create classroom games for reinforcements so kids can be engaged. Wait, say it again. Create classroom games for reinforcement so kids can be engaged and they can get up and move around the room because they want to do that anyway. So that's a god that's a god idea. That's not a you idea. Because your benefit is gonna be the benefit of the service. It's not gonna be your benefit based on I'm gonna get all this money. Your benefit is being able to serve, and somebody and those children are going to benefit because they ain't gonna sit their asses down no way. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so go for it. Come on, come on, come on, Trinace. I love it. Blessings on blessings. Diama. <laughs> yes, sir. Being Mister Antonio showed his face in the place, and this and this goes back to race. One of the things that Tony's been saying lately, which really resonates with me, is he says, I'm focused on that 5% because that's what I'm going to get done. The other 95%, I'm not going to focus in on that. because. And so he's he's got a game plan. Focus on that 5%, get that done. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, if that's what his game plan is and he knows that works for him, he's going to be successful. And if that other 95% don't get done, that's okay. As long as it's that five percent, so checking with—that's where checking with God is so important. Is is that is that my five percent, or am mm -hmm. I taking from that ninety-five percent that is not going to serve me? I, I I could be good, it could be nice, it could be wonderful, but it's not serving me, and that's important because you don't want to live in regret either. Ooh. Hello, come on now, yeah. Ooh. When he when he start doing, I'm sitting there, that not that five percent, that five percent. 
But then I realized I've been looking at his harvest too. And I can tell the difference. Hello. And he ain't just talking. He ain't just talking. That 5% folks. And one day he said, the only certain people in that 5%, I went, oh, Lord. <laughs> and, he, and he means it. So, yeah, Grace, that's that's it. It's it's That's what Check With God's all about. And it's okay for you to put it there, but did you check with him first? And mm. if you do, here's the deal. If he approves it, won't he give you the strength? Won't he give you the ability to get it done if he approved it? See? Will he not with him freely give you all things? What will he withhold from them that walk upright? So if he approved it, he's going to equip you. The question is, did he approve it, or was that something in your own head? Come on now. Because you can put him to the test. Try me. Come on now. See, man. <laughs> that right there, Roby wrote. That won't deep. You heard what he said. <laughs> you heard what the Roby wrote said. Because I was cleaning out my notes app on stuff that I don't need anymore. And it came and I look, it came and said classroom reinforcers. I was like, what is classroom reinforcers? And I clicked on it. I was like, oh, my games I want to create for kids so they can learn and stuff. And I really got excited. So, so yeah. Delayed is not denied. Okay. okay. All the all ideas are not now. Some can be for later. And later okay. is based on when you prepare to um, process it. Based on um, based on a number of things, so you came up on that note. It wasn't happenstance. It's time. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. <laughs> it ain't happenstance. It's time. Mm. Me 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 me. Throwing it right there because that's facts. That's facts. Because a lot of times we feel we feel like we we have we have like oh man man I might have I might have missed it on this I might have missed it and we beat ourselves up constantly because we like well uh, well then I didn't I didn't do it because I I'm gonna be for real I beat myself up in there and be like well dang Renee you know you didn't you didn't finish this you didn't see it and then I'm like well wait wait delayed is not is not denied. Keep working on it. Go back, go back to it and feel it. So the other thing, don't sleep on now. Do not yeah. sleep on it now because it has returned to some God can give you give somebody, give it to somebody else. Yes. So help, because I mean, when I think about what me and Pinky about to do in a couple of weeks, that was something I thought about in 2013. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it not didn't so so just just um just don't wait too long. Um God will give you more on the way, but you gotta be doing something. You gotta be going on your way. Maybe you crawling, maybe And you teaching right now anyway crazy. privately. So guess what? You you got an audience to apply to. Them them them, them that Smith kids. You are correct, Nakaro. <laughs> okay. Without works it's dead. You gotta put in the work mm -hmm. exodus 14 14 i will fight your battles for you y'all i'm giving my version of it okay exodus 14 14 god said he will fight your battles for you but you you sit up 
you sit down, shut up, and wait to be called, but do the work while you but do the work while you in the wait time. Right? I mean, you'll show you how to monetize it too, Grace. Touch. Come on now. Hello. He ain't playing. Okay. All right, man. Remember that meditation? Remember the conversation with my ancestors I had with you, Grace? I shared it with y'all. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma Remember that first thing that they told me? Yes. There's no such thing as time. It's not wasted. And if there's no such thing as time, everybody, just as quickly as we can put something down, we can pick it up. If there is no such thing as time, we can expediently get what we desire. We just have to, we have to release ourselves of the stuff. So I'm going to say this and I'm going to shoot on back to my little window. <laughs> because we have no understanding of God's time. We Think don't. about this. We are wanting things in a hurry because of our time. And when it comes, we say it's right on time. It's rushed when God gets us, gets it to us. It's just that his time and our time is different. So it's rushed when we get it. But in our minds, we waited. We didn't wait. We didn't have no, we didn't wait. God, God has no time. It's us. It's us with the time. It's up. It's us with the seven days a week. It's us with mm -hmm. the twenty-four hours in a day. It's us with the thirty thirty days in a month. That's your nice. It's us with the three hundred sixty-five days in a year. It's us. Come on. I'm sorry, I didn't get on here and do all of that, but I got fifteen minutes and I got to get it all out. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you like I said earlier. We do not apologize here. We say what we say, and we let it out. We do not apologize. So you do not have to apologize. Just unmute and say what you got to say. You too, Lashawn Bright. Yeah. Okay. So, so, I, oh, go ahead. I, I'm just saying, Grace, you have been in the background of everybody else. It's a very long time since I've known you. It's time for you to launch out. Ain't that what, ain't that what Jesus said? Now, I ain't no Bible scholar. But I'm just saying, it's time for you to launch out and put the net down. Time to launch out and put the net down. And let the Lord break your net. Let him break your net. Or call Trinace to come over and put her net so she can get some too. Hello. Grace, I'm drinking from the side of my mouth with this cup. That's what that's what they were talking about when I first got on the calls with ATS was they were talking about cast your net, cast your net. And we can get comfortable and always being behind the scenes. So yeah, I'm yes, Grace. Mm-hmm. You have <laughs> you bless, you bless people constantly and of course no nobody knows it but that person because you you move in silence that's how that's how you that's how you do you, you 
but this is your season. We can't we can't sit on we can't sit on no more of this stuff that we that that has been planted in us because it, it's not even us. That's how you know it's a God idea, a God idea, like what Trinace was saying. Because gone on and get your net breaking blessing. Gone <laughs> on and get your net breaking blessing. I'm gonna take my behind back to my window and serve the people. Girl, but this is your this your is, and this okay. Is I'm joining. I'm joining. I'm joining. Come on, Miss. Oh, you done got Miss Adonia involved. I'm finna mute my damn mic. On your face, gotta join. That you slept on you for years. What now? This is your. This is your time. That's okay. I'm out. Go ahead, Miss Adonia. I'm just adding to what you just said. Grace has always been in the background, but here's the thing. The little seeds that she plants are really big seeds. She just don't get it. She just doesn't believe it. But the, the, the beauty of her out and inner beauty is so large that she ducks from it. So, Grace, you add, I'm adding you to the sisterhood. You are a gift and you don't even understand and realize it. And when you do and you start opening and taking that paper off that gift, you will be amazing and amazed at what you are able and competent to do. You just don't think you are. I challenge you and question you not because I think you're not smart. I challenge you because I know you are. So it's time. As everybody said, it is time. And I will push, I will cheer, I will jump up and down for you. But it's time for your wings to start flapping because you have lots to do. And we are waiting for you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank you no so much. Longer, no longer eating sardines. Woo! Go after the blood barracuda. <laughs> so in other words, stop pitter-patting at the shadow of the water and get out there. Out in the deep, the deep. And get them barracudas and all that goodies. The grace means everybody beating you up. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to go into your archives. And find that poem that I wrote for you and put that on your mirror so you can read it in the morning when you get up. Because yeah. I remember when I wrote that to you, you were you was you was in that mode and that, that mindset, and it, it was breaking my heart. So I had to write you something. I don't even remember it, but I know it was about motivating you because you can do so much more and you're so much better than what you do sometimes. And and Grace, you and you know I love you to death, girl. Come on now. I'm on the phone with you yesterday telling you stuff I ain't told Deanna, Antonio, or Tempest. Come on now. Think about that. Let's give it the program, girl. That's all, that's all right. You ain't got you ain't got to do it. I'm put Jesus on you. Hello. Yes, sir. Thank I got a so friend. Yeah, yeah. Let's stay closer to oh, the bro. Okay. I, Jerome, I'm joining that party with you. Both of us. Let's get it. Let's get Jesus. Come on with us. We we coming. We coming. We coming after you, Grace. We coming. That's right. That's right. And think about it, Grace. Tempest did her thing. Deanna's done her thing. It's your turn. Hello. Antonio's done his thing. It's your turn. Stop playing. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. I've been here. Yes, and sir. I've been here and I've watched all of you guys. Hello. Even Jerome has evolved. <laughs> When's the last time you heard me complaining about being broke and not have my I looked in that little account the other day. I said, that damn Antonio almost $4,000 in there. 
That's that damn Antonio. And that's my money. That's Jerome's money. That ain't Bill money. Hello. Come on now. Love you, Grace. Love you, girl. <laughs> love you, Lord. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Prophet Jay, I love you, hype girl. <laughs> yeah, hype woman. <laughs> Everybody got a hype man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Delia. Uh, Trinace at the window. <laughs> Queen Renee, Prophet Jay. Uncle Roby Rove, thank you so much. D Marie. And thank you, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith sent me a message. <laughs> thank y'all so much. I will start on that uh today. Um D Marie, I know you got somewhere to go, but you know, but yeah, I, I gotta talk to you today because creative and yeah. I'm gonna tell you what I want to do. You know, I you, got a ride we, to take. Kids. We I got a ride to take, and there is a Starbucks around the corner from where I'm going. So you are welcome to join. You know what? Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Just know I'm gonna do my thing on the way up, though. Th that's all right. <laughs> Grace, know what that means. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. Yes. Okay. Jesus do everything. Let me get her today. All right. Thank y'all. I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling you, Grace. Uh, it, it's so in my heart right now. I'm calling you because you are so comfortable being in the background and assisting. You are no longer an assistant. You are a leader. And you you lead grace fully and you lead with heart. So lead. Yeah, you're going to fall. Yeah, you're going to trip. Yeah, you're going to make a mistake. So what? So do we all. And it's part of the process because you're in that mistake is your gift. We are no longer letting you be in the background. I'll, okay, don't tell Antonio that because, you know, he got plans. But on the side of that, you are a leader. Whether you lead little people or big people, you know what you know. Trust, trust is there. I'm calling you because I, I really, I, I, if I could hug you right now, I'd hug you. But I'm calling you because I, I see it for you, but you have to see it for yourself. Okay. We oh. got to go to California. So we, so we get a hug. We, we got to go to California <laughs> so I get a hug. <laughs> and prophets say it's not about how you fall, but it's about how you get up. I'm going to tell y'all something. Antonio been telling her for years. Antonio been telling her for years. She is a leader. Grace knows her battle. And trust, I think she has hit the precipice. I know I said the, I know I said it wrong. Just let me make it. I know she has reached the precipice of it. And she is ready to lay it all out. Grace ma'am I feel dumb all the time I do I really do and it's okay because in my dumbness I learn when I feel dumb I do something so I don't feel dumb I do research I read a book I do something I can't tell you how many times I've fallen out of view I fall quite often my knees are scraped up my elbows are scraped up you know my shoulders kind of scraped up too because I've been fell pretty hard a few times uh but I can't begin to express to you how it feels to get back up but you won't know how it feels to get up if you've never fallen 
I love you, kinfolk. <laughs> <laughs> love you more, kinfolk. <laughs> Me and Grace are actually family. Like, we are actually Thank like related. <laughs> love y'all. I thank y'all so much. We will see y'all tonight at 7 p.m. May your imagination always be a celebration of you. Bye, everyone. Tracy is speaking tonight, y'all. Yes, Tracy. Go on out. Love you more. Love you more. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.